In this week's episode, we start with a shocking shakeup at the top of Disney. Iger is out, and his replacement just might shock you, or send you into fits of rage like it did to me. What does this mean for the house that Walt built? What does this mean for the parks? And more importantly, what does it mean for annual pass holders? Just kidding, he's already screwed us over plenty. Speaking of getting screwed over, Star Wars Night tickets went on sale and then immediately sold out, leaving hundreds wondering if they got tickets. Also, Pixar Night, DCA Food and Wine Festival, Onward Characters, and more on this screwed-up episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Star Wars, Disney, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. Hi. Hey. Hey, we're back. We are back again and better than ever. Yes. Uh, so raise your hand if you've been blocked by Theme Park Review on Twitter. Oh, just me? Okay, well, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. We have a birthday. Oh, do we? Yes. Uh, George Washington? <laughs> no, we already went through his oh, birthday. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. Um, There was somebody's, but go ahead. All right, so uh, we didn't record last week because it was a slow week. And um, who did we miss? We well, it was the birthday last week. Okay. And uh, so we're going to say happy birthday to Wreck It Rachel. Oh, okay. As your microphone screws up again, my microphone's all messed up. It's not the microphone, apparently. But I don't know what it is. We're going to bear with it. Bears. Bear left. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. No, it's supposed to be Right Frog. Oh, Right Frog. <laughs> Somebody else will get the the other joke I just made. But... Oh, okay. I was thinking about the frog. Yeah, that was from the office. All right, so yeah, Rick and Rachel uh, had a birthday last week. Happy right? birthday! So happy birthday to you. Yeah. Hope you had a good birthday. Yes. And um, maybe she made herself a cake. Oh, will we hear about it in the, does, is there an email from her? Uh, she wrote one, uh, yeah, there is an email from her. Is it from last week? No, it was from this week. Okay. I always had to think who was last week's and who was this week, so... Yeah, we'll hear from her and see what she says. Fine, as long as you don't forget anybody. I, I try not to. Maybe that's why she didn't send one last week. Oh, <laughs> burn. All right. So, uh, yeah, um, let's get down to business here with... Uh, to defeat the Hun? Um, we're going to defeat the Bob or something. I don't know what we're doing. I just know that... Um, A tale of two Bobs. Yes, and I heard um, before I even got here that uh, Anthony was being blocked on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, we've made no bones about, uh, our dislike of Bob Chopek ever since, uh, uh, the last few years, uh, as for those who do not know, uh, Bob Chopek was, uh, he took over when in 2015, was it after the 60th? 
Because who was that guy that was uh, before him? He was the one who uh, closed the park on the 24-hour party, and uh, everybody got mad at him. But then Chopek replaced him. We thought things were going to be great, but then we found out they wouldn't be. Uh, I don't remember who that was. But anyways, Bob Chopek took over as... He's had two different titles since then, uh, but uh, all you need to really know is that he was involved with the parks and resort. Uh, he was the head of parks and resort. Uh, he had a different title. He first took over in 2015, bef- and then before that, it doesn't really matter to uh, this story. But uh, since then, uh, Bob Chopek has basically been involved in uh, all of the uh, loss of basically the loss uh, of uh, AP benefits to us. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to blame anybody for. Uh, you know, AP parties and all of our other old cool benefits that we used to get going away. I mean, you could track it to right when he started. So, I mean, what, what can you really say that, I mean, if, if the shoe fits, wear it. Uh, also, the uh, the whole controversy with the Disneyland and, uh, you know, Disney Parks wages has been under his watch. And, uh, you know, nothing was done about that. And they, they, you know, they made a deal, a shitty deal last minute just to, uh, you know, get rid of the bad press. And you have to believe that he was 100% behind all of that. And then uh, there's Galaxy's Edge. And uh, we've kind of told the uh, antidote about uh, how all of the things that were that were told about Galaxy's Edge back at uh, Celebration uh in uh and in uh D23 uh and all those things back in 2015 and then uh as soon as he came on board he looked at all those things and said no we're not doing any of those things the immersiveness the entertainers and uh things constantly going on above and around you uh if you walk around Galaxy's Edge you'll see a bunch of platforms up above where you you see stormtroopers sometimes standing those were built specifically. Those were included in the plan specifically because there was going to be shows taking place above and all around you. Uh, he nixed those things. He cut the budget for Galaxy's Edge immensely and mostly in the entertainment department. Uh, then uh, there was, the, you know, of course, the rumors of the uh, the, the Dubak uh, slash uh, Bantha and whatever else ride that was going to be at the front of uh, Galaxy's Edge that he also nixed. The cantina was supposed to be in a much bigger building and uh the what is the current cantina was actually supposed to be the staging area for the actual cantina and that was cut uh there was supposed to be an actual sit-down restaurant which was also cut and these are all things that went under him and these are all things that we've talked about over the last few years uh which brings us to today now we've known that Iger was going to retire he was supposed to have already retired but then he stayed on to help with the fox uh, acquisition and transition. But now, uh, today, out of the blue, he announced that he was done, that he was no longer going to be CEO, that he was moving into, uh, what's his title? Executive consultant or something like that is yeah. his new title. And, uh, that he would be staying in that position until what, uh, sometime next year. Uh, you're going to look up stuff. Uh, he's going to look up that and exact date and 
find out what uh, stuff. I don't have it in front of me because um, basically I'm just covering the Bob Chopek point of it, not the Bob Iger point of it. I'll let him handle the Iger side. Ha ha ha. That was funny. Iger is going to uh, remain executive uh, chairman of Disney through the end of 2021. Okay. So, uh, and that basically just covers what's the rest of his contract that he had extended his contract through the, the Fox merger. Uh, but, uh, so he's going to be basically, uh, kind of, you know, holding Chopek's hand for the next year and a half ish, uh, while Chopek, uh, adjusts to the actual job of CEO. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, from the fact that, uh, he basically has ruined his way through the last five years of, uh, Parks and resorts, uh, things that have happened. Uh, I just, I just, I can't even imagine how bad it's going to be with him in charge of everything. It just, it just seems very, very bad to me, and I don't like it. I'm not, uh, I'm not positive at all. Uh, I don't have any kind of hope that all of the uh, questions about uh, diversity and uh, representation. And all of those things that have been questioned and uh, seemingly pouring in at a trickle to Disney properties, I feel like that that is not going to get any better. If anything, it's just going to get worse. Because uh, honestly, I mean, I just I have this really bad feeling about him. Uh, he he looks like he's not a very good person. I know that's just uh, personal speculation at this point, but you just look at that guy and that guy. Looks like somebody, he looks racist. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it straight out. That guy looks racist. That guy looks like he's a homophobe. And uh, there's just no bones about it. Just look at that guy. He looks like he, I, I, I said earlier to uh, to uh, Rebecca that he looks like Michael Chiklis with a very small face. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're not going to unsee that. But uh, Michael Chiklis is cool. Well, that's what I mean. But he, he looks like he wishes he was as cool. He looks like one of those guys who like wishes he was like a cop. And he like shaves his head, thinks he's all badass, and but he, he just he looks like it, he looks like it, he he just doesn't look like a pleasant person to me, and I don't just don't see anything getting better with uh you know things like I said things like representation and diversity and things like that I don't see things getting any better under this guy because he doesn't seem like somebody who's go- who's a friend to diversity and representation. I mean, I will admit if I'm wrong. But I will be the first to say I told you so in five years if uh, if they're putting out movies with nothing but white people. And uh, so uh, we shall see what will happen. I I I have no I have no confidence. I'm just I'm just I'm just baffled. Uh, why would you give it to Chopek when Alan Horn is sitting right there? Or do you keep Alan Horn in the in the motion picture department because you don't want Chopek to screw it up. I mean, you would think Alan Horn would be the more, more likely of the uh, uh, choice, right? Now, we, uh, when we were talking about uh, Iger leaving, I asked you, uh, who do you think would be next? Because they didn't have any announcement of who's going to be in the next one. Who did I say? We, didn't, we said we didn't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, you might have brought up Alan Horn. I don't know. But I was just thinking that um, at that time, there was no announcement of who was going to succeed him. And I was just trying to figure out who it would be. 
Uh, I've never Bob Shafik was definitely the last person that I would have thought of, and the last person I would have wanted. That's what I was going to try to get. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't thinking him um, at all. No, I mean, I thought Kathleen Kennedy. If it was like you know, uh, maybe was a kind of more of a possibility. Uh, Feige, but I mean, neither of them really. I don't know if really either of them have the you know can run a whole studio, you know, just a small thing, but. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, people think that, uh, you know, certain people uh, seem to think that uh, bringing up Bob Chopek is better than bringing somebody from the outside. Eh, well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, Michael I- I- Michael Eisner was, I mean, that's probably a bad example. Michael, I- Michael Eisner was from outside, but, I mean, he was half of a good uh, CEO. I think that uh, was one of the things we were talking about, too, is uh, would they bring someone from the outside or will they keep it within the company? That's, I remember we're talking about that too. I mean, then there's just random timing of the whole thing just seems crazy. And then, and then on top of it all, well, I mean, of course I don't even need to get into what the internet is saying and you know, the, the usual uh, do dude bros and the fandom menace and all the clowns on the internet thinking that uh, him stepping down has something to do with rise of Skywalker and him stepping down has something to do with, uh, you know, the Disneyland Disney failing as a, in general. And I'm just like, you people are clowns, but, uh, you know, uh, there, <laughs> cause then there's another, uh, rumor that's been going around since, uh, last week, uh, editor in chief of, uh, DC comics, Dan Didio, uh, was fired, uh, from his job as, uh, like I said, editor in chief of, uh, of DC comics. And immediately there were rumors going around, saying that that was a precursor to AT&T selling DC Comics to uh, Disney and combining Marvel and DC, to which I laugh at all those. How could you even believe that that's even a possibility of something that would happen? Are you that freaking stupid of the dynamic? Do you not think that just because AT&T bought Warner, Warner that AT&T doesn't see the value of keeping the DC properties? Are you that stupid? I mean, literally anybody who entertained a thought that that might be a real thing, you're a moron. And I don't care if I offend anybody or not, because you should be offended if you actually believe for a second that DC would be sold to Disney uh, to be combined with Marvel. That's just folly. And once again, I will apologize if that actually ends up happening. But uh, I will eat. I will eat my hat. I'll eat a hat. <laughs> I will eat my pants Whoa. if that ends up happening. Uh, incidentally, I had to put on pants before you got here. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants today. Oh, well, I mean, at least somebody isn't. It's uh, laundry day. Oh, nothing clean, huh? Nothing clean, right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, so then now people are like, oh, look at Iger stepping down just days after Dan Didio. One doesn't have to do anything to do with the other. The editor-in-chief of a comic book company has nothing to do with the CEO of a major corporation, so calm down with that, and, uh, you know, that has nothing to do with it, and don't that doesn't feed the fire of the rumors that DC is going to be sold to uh, Marvel, so just calm down with that. Stop it. But, uh, yeah, just getting back to the whole thing, I don't feel well about it. I don't like it. Uh, I hope that uh, Iger or... Uh, and Chopek, or uh, that Iger has like some sort of uh, thing that he's basically told that he's telling 
that Alan Horn gets like hopefully gets independent, like some sort of uh, you know free reign over what he gets to do. Otherwise, what was the point of uh, of uh, putting a Parks guy where he could be in a position to tell an entertainment guy what to do? I mean, it's bad enough that Chopek didn't know anything about uh, Parks when he got into it. Because uh, uh, I said I wasn't going to mention it, but uh, I'm going to mention it that basically he came from a uh, uh, marketing and retail, didn't he, background before that? Because he was with uh, something to do with uh, Disney. Uh, uh, merch or something like that. He was something to do with marketing or something to do with sales. Uh, either way, he came from the business side of it, and that's what happened. He, he came into Disney, or he came into the parks, and he tried to treat the parks like they were, uh, you know, like a merchant. They were like they were merchandise. And I saw somebody make the comment that uh, in Chopek's five years of being in charge of the parks, he seems to be, let's give them more, uh, or let's give them Let's make them pay the same amount, but give them less. And that's basically what he's been doing for the last five years, is making people pay more for less of an experience. Now, I saw some people trying to blame Chopek for bringing uh, non-Disney uh, licenses into the park. I'm like, don't give him that credit. That wasn't him. Those, those things were in process before he even became. Like what? Uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Now, I have no oh. doubt that the uh, that the atrocity that is Pixar Pier uh, was partially probably all him. But, uh, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, all those things were already planned to be brought into the parks long before he took over. So you, you can't give him credit for that. And I know that the people that are giving him credit for that are the people trying to make it sound like it's a bad thing that uh, multi- that these other IPs are coming into the parks. Well, you're alone in that because... Uh, People like having those IPs in the parks. But uh, Pixar Pier, that's all him, and that was a complete disaster. <laughs> well, not was. Is. <laughs> it is a complete disaster. <laughs> it ruined what used to be, it turned what used to be a quaint part of the park into, oh, look, it's Pixar. Right. Oh, uh, just to uh, not leave you hanging about the blocked me thing, uh, I had made a comment on, uh, or there's a, there's a page called Theme Park Review, on Twitter, who apparently follows the Mousepire uh, yes, Twitter do. page. Uh, if you if they actually listen to this, well, you're about to hear what I think of you, and you can stop and you unfollow, and then we'll know if you actually listen. But you probably don't, so you're not going to hear this. So screw you, anyways. Uh, I made they were trying to defend Chopek and say that he's the best thing that's happened to Disney and all the good things that's happened in Disneyland and stuff and the Disney parks in the last ten years is because of him. And I said, uh, no, he's like the worst thing that happened that could have happened. And this is the him becoming CEO is bad. And they said they basically turned around and responded and say, no, you're wrong. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then they followed me and then they blocked me (laughs) because there's no mistaking when you look at your notifications, when you get the big notification that somebody followed you, but then you click on it. Uh, and it shows that they blocked you. So uh, not only are you a uh, thin-skinned asshole, but you are an idiot because you blo- uh, you followed me and then you blocked me. I got. I just. I just thought of this right now. Um, what if they followed you? So then they. So when you hit them, you know, hit their link or whatever their page, then then you know, hey, we just blocked you. 
Something like this. Do That's this even purpose. more petty. <laughs> exactly. That's even more petty and I childish. Just, I just thought of that right now. What if they did it on purpose? All I know is to screw them because you know what? I I realized I wasn't. Fo- I told him I wasn't following them to begin with. I just happened to come across them when I was looking up uh, some do uh, one of the hashtags something to do with Chopek, and uh, I just happened to come across their posts. And but I do remember that I used to follow them back in the day. But I remember them just saying something stupid, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast. And I told him. Uh, I told Diggs that I had unfollowed them for them saying some stupid, and uh, you made the comment about how they were following us then. Right. right. But uh, yeah, you're an idiot. Theme Park Review, whoever the hell you are, uh, have fun in your little uh, echo chamber, as as uh, as uh, stupid people like to use that term. I've never been in one. Uh, me neither. <laughs> uh, only idiots. Only idiots like to use that term, but. I'm using it on an idiot because he has an echo chamber. Because apparently you can't speak. I'm like, I just said one thing to him and he blocked me. <laughs> and who the hell responds and then blocks you? That's stu- That's even worse. Right, right. Oh, wow. Well, speaking of... I just stop responding and then I block you. That's what I do. I mean, that's what adults do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of debacles, Star Wars night. Yeah. Um, tickets went on sale, and then they're... Then they weren't. Then they weren't. Uh, for APs, tickets went on sale for APs. They sold out. Now, let's start with that, because I... No notice, by the way, just that morning. Hey, tickets are on sale. So... Screw you. So I, I get a text... Screw you if you get paid at the end of the month. I get a text message from uh, Dan, and he asked me, what time do tickets usually go on sale? And I'm like... I'm looking at that. I'm like waiting for more context or whatever. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> and then he's basically said, oh, for like the Star Wars nights or, you know, the, the nights, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I go, well, they usually go on sale at uh, midnight when they do those type of tickets. And I think he said something about how the APs were already sold out. I said, oh, I didn't even know they went on sale. So they went on sale that that day, whenever that day was. Oh, so you didn't get them when they went for the AP. Sale. No, I didn't know that they oh, went. Wow. They were on sale. And then he told me they were sold out. I was like, oh wow. So that had me thinking. I'm like, if I really want to go to this, then I'm gonna have to be there on midnight to try to get my ticket. And you definitely did because they went on sale at midnight, right? Yes. Yeah, so I actually almost forgot because you know that's what I do. Color me shocked. <laughs> <laughs> So actually, I was uh, trying to enjoy some fat time, not in the parks, but in my house. And I was uh, eating, and then I said, oh, crap, those tickets. I looked at the time, and it was 11.57. Like, oh, okay. So I go on the on the website, I go on the page, and right at midnight, I refresh, and boom, they're there. I'm like, oh, wow, I was really surprised, because usually you have to keep refreshing. And so I ordered the tickets, you know, I did my thing, and paid for it and everything. And then um, I got this notification that I've never seen before saying that, oh, well, your tickets are being processed. I was like, "Um, what does that mean? So I checked my email and the email says, your tickets are being processed. I'm like, I've never received this before. Usually when you do those nights, you said, hey, thank you for your order. Here's your order number and here's your tickets. And they show you the tickets. Now, I'm going to show Anthony my tickets because they'll, they usually uh, give you this little 
uh, notification and say, here's your ticket. Right. Or when I got the uh, 80s night tickets, uh, it went straight to my app. Well, that's another thing, because then I checked my app, and all I had were three tickets with my pass and the other two for the villains. I was like, so then I read the email, and it basically says that it will take up to 24 hours before you can get your ticket. And I was like, um, okay. So now I'm worried because my tickets are processing, and there's no confirmation that I got tickets. And you had right to worry, even though you didn't know that you had... You had more right to worry than you knew at that point, just going by what happened during the day, the next day. So... Or the next morning, rather. So let's go the next morning. Because the next morning, I get up, and I look at my email, and there's my tickets for Star Wars night. So I was happy. Now, uh, I can uh, go through, and I can tell you many stories from many... uh, Pages of people who did the same exact thing, got that same exact uh, supposed confirmation uh, or processing email, and then would later on be told, you didn't get tickets. (laughs) Or people that were told that they had to call, and then just to call and then be told, oh, no, yours didn't go through. So uh, basically what happened is I think that they ended up basically overselling. And didn't realize it until sometime in the morning. But yet somehow at the same time that people were getting uh, notifications that they it was processing, but then later on they didn't get in. Uh, Dan got his tickets and was fine. The because I don't know what time exactly he got his. Well, he was online at midnight. Also, oh, he also tickets. was at midnight. Okay, well then he was earlier than a lot of these other people. But because a lot of people. They were still supposedly on sale in the morning, and a lot of people were trying to get their tickets in the morning. We're getting the same uh, processing screen, but then later on they didn't get their tickets, and they were all forced, like I said, they were forced to call just to be told, no, sorry. So well, Dan, there was a lot of really mad people, and they were a lot of unhappy people, and a lot of uh, just people thinking that it was unfair and that why did they even send out the processing thing if they weren't... You know, it should have just... If it's sold out, it should just say it's sold out and that there's no tickets available. You shouldn't even be get something that says, oh, maybe you're getting tickets. Well, Dan did have problems getting his, too. Right. I think he had to call, right? Yeah, he had a call, but uh, there was an hour wait on the phone. And at that time, he couldn't really stay there for an hour because he was at school. Right. You know? So I'm sure we'll hear from Dan on his email. Turn his email to see what happens with all that. But yeah, there was plenty of people that were uh, that did not get in, uh, that uh, got emails, but then later found out they didn't get in. So that was just it was a big cluster f. I mean, I don't know what they were expecting. They knew that all these people coming from that are coming for celebration were going to want to go. They knew that there would be high demand compared to the other. Uh, the other uh, after darks. Uh, just an interesting note that it's seeming, seemingly at least one of the uh, the sweetheart nights actually sold out. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I did. I see, saw that one. Uh, I, I think it was the one on the Wednesday. I don't know if the one on on Thursday, the one on Thursday did or not, but I know on the one on Wednesday for sure sold out. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. I don't know if it sold out like last minute or if it was already sold out. 
I'm trying to think. I think that was the day that Dan went. Yeah, that was the day Dan okay, went. Okay, so yeah, he. I think he he sent me the picture. Yeah, he sent there was a picture of the sign outside. Yeah, saying that the event was sold out. Right. I don't know if it was you know people sold out bought tickets that day just before they put the sign out, or if it had already been sold out. But I thought that was interesting that that sold out. But like '80s night did not sell out, which was weird. So. Uh, I can tell you one thing for sure: Pixar Night has not sold out because they are they are advertising the shit out of it, like as if it's the last thing that's ever going to happen. Uh, so much so that oh, we're not even there yet. I'm going to get to that because I got another rant about the uh, about magnets. Oh, I didn't even know about that. I know about it, but I didn't write it down. Um, but we are there after. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot of people got problems. Um, I think that there's still a possibility that they might add a second night on Wednesday. Uh, we'll see. They should, for that, everything that happened, they should add a second night on Wednesday. I think that if they somehow have the records of who ordered tickets and didn't get them, they should be sent emails. Hey, we're doing this on Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Right. Let them have first dibs at that. We know that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, I think there's an entire there's a good chance that the second night won't sell out as quick because you know most of the people are already going the first night. But uh, we saw that happen with the second Marvel night, I think, or the the no when they added the second Star Wars night yeah. the first time, uh, that one didn't sell out, right? No. Yeah, and I think there ended up being less people at that one. And I think the people that went to that one actually had a better experience, right? But. Uh, yeah, I just I definitely think uh and and there's enough people that are that are coming out on Wednesday for celebration because celebration starts Thursday basically. There's like I think there's stuff going on Thursday. Uh but um you know, there's enough people coming out on Wednesday where uh having it on Wednesday still gives an opportunity for people that are coming out for celebration to still be able to go and then not necessarily have to get up early the next morning. I would rather go on Wednesday than Thursday, that's for sure, cuz I wasn't really that disappointed that I didn't get tickets because, number one, I know they warned us, but uh, shall we talk about the whole not having Rise of the Resistance thing real quick? Uh, we knew that they probably were going to do that, but I thought that of all of the nights to waive that, Star Wars Night should have been the one. Uh, I don't like the fact that they're coming up with this whole, uh, oh, it needs to be closed a certain amount of hours for maintenance bullshit. Because I'd like to see what they're going to do when summer comes. Are they going to be closing Rise of Resistance at 10 p.m. during the summer? Because that's going to cause a whole lot of bullshit if they if that's what they're... But then where's their going to excuse about we need to have it close a certain amount of time for maintenance when summer comes, huh? Huh? So, I don't know. I just think it's bullshit. I think that if they were going to have Rise of the Resistance open, most people are coming... Because now you're gonna basically going to be forcing people who are coming out for to celebration... You're going to force them to have to not only go to the party, but they also have to go during the day because you have to go during the day to go on the ride. If you can't go on the ride during the party, you're going to have to go during. And if they're still doing the boarding passes and if the boarding pass thing is still bullshit like it is now where you have to be there right at opening, that means people are going to have to get there uh, that are going to the party and want to go on Rise of the Resistance are going to have to be there at opening to go on Rise of the Resistance and then presumably maybe go back to their hotel for a few hours and then go on Rise of the Resistance or go on Rise of the Resistance and then go back to your hotel and then go to the party. But what if you get a late boarding number? Then you have to uh, 
wait, then you then you, I guess you can go home and then come back, and then your boarding uh, thing overlaps with your uh, mix in for the party. I don't know. It just sounds like it would have been a lot easier for them to just have it open just for this party. But whatever. They, I suppose they could still announce at the last minute it's going to be open to appease people. But this is Disney we're talking about, so <laughs> uh, screw Bob Chopek. But uh, yeah, we'll see. So, anyways, like I said, uh, I I would like to think that they will uh, be nice and add a third, a second night on Wednesday. But uh, we'll see if they do. Because how soon was it after the other one uh, sold out that they announced that second night? Do you remember? It has to be a day after. Was it the so, day after? Or... So I mean, yeah. If they haven't announced it by now, then it's not looking good. But uh, cross your fingers, cross your fingers, I guess. But uh, and your toes, and your toes. So uh, speaking of uh, after darks, the next one coming up is, uh, as we said, Pixar, which will be at DCA and will be uh, mostly probably uh, over there at the aforementioned uh, Pixar Pier. And. Uh, uh. Uh, that one, like I said, it doesn't seem like it's selling out because they are uh, they are pushing the hell out of tickets. They are posting things every few days about it. Uh, it was, I think, the the least attended of the uh, Pixar of the After Darks last year, wasn't it? I'm really that's why I'm really surprised that they did another one. I don't did know. they have Pixar night, or I are you they had about a... the opening of the thing? Oh, of the of Pixar Pier. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, because there was nobody there at that either. But <laughs> that you had to pay a lot more for. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I just, I don't see that they're, I mean, I guess if you're going to have fun, there probably will be British lines, but it's at DCA, so it's like, well, I guess you could go on uh, Cars and uh, Guardians over and over again, and uh, when is Pixar night? March 5th. It's Okay, so it's in March. So my question is, I know we're not there yet, but do you, is Soren going to be regular soaring during during that Pixar night or is it going to be California? We'll get there. Okay. I don't know if they announced that though. That's what I was just wondering. Um but uh the other day they announced that uh for APs that there will be an AP corner at the uh at the Pixar night and that they will be giving out a magnet, an AP magnet for Pixar night. Now, I can give a shit about the AP or about the Pixar magnet. But what I can give a shit about is the complete disrespect of APs at not only uh, from uh, people commenting on my post uh, and letting me know that there was no nothing for APs at either of the Sweetheart Nights either, but uh, at 80s night, there was nothing. And uh, 90s was when they had the uh, fanny pack, right. I believe, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, so... Uh, 80s night, completely disrespected. No, nothing for APs at 80s night. Uh, neither of the sweetheart nights had anything for APs. And now all of a sudden, the uh, one that has a little bit of no heart, uh, not many probably tickets being sold. Now all of a sudden, they want to be like, oh, throw a bone at APs and uh, maybe APs will think of it. Uh, $100 is worth it to get a magnet. Right. Well, it's not. So go screw yourself once again, Bob Chopek. Because I'm sure your hand is in this. <laughs> Whoa. Well, speaking of hands. Whoa. Not hands. Maybe half of a body. I don't know. Onward. 
Onward, which comes out on March 6th. Um, well, you're going to be able to meet. Is his name Ian or Ian? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm going to go with Ian. I mean, he's a, I don't know, Ian. I'm going to go with Ian until I see the, the previews again. And Barley from um, Onward are going to be coming to California Adventure. And you can also meet them over at Paradise, uh, Paradise, over at Pixar Pier starting on March 6th. But hey, guess what? You can meet them early at the Pixar night. Of course you can. Of course you can. You can head over there if you're going to the Pixar night and meet them one day early. That's another way of getting uh, people to go over there. Oh, I can meet them on before they go to everyone else. So Nobody cares about that. No, not on that. <laughs> Nobody cares about that at all. Yeah, so they announced that uh, they're going to be in the park. Um, of course, when on, Onward comes out on that Friday... So, yeah, more uh, Pixar stuff at Pixar Pier. I mean, I don't mind them having the uh, characters. I think that's great. Uh, I don't know if I like them being all the way over there at Pixar Pier. I don't know where they would even put them. Uh, Maybe they're going to put them uh, where the band used to be. You know, that band that Bob Chopek uh, cut in his uh, entertainment cuts. Oh, by the way, uh, just a quick note that it was nice seeing... uh, the former Billy Hill and the Hillbillies over at Knott's Berry Farm, now renamed as Charlie Kirk and uh, something else, or it's something Kirk. Cra- crazy Kirk. Crazy Kirk, and you know, Charlie Kirk's that stupid uh, Republican guy that's I don't on know Twitter. That guy. Uh, crazy Kirk and the somethings. And the Hillbillies. And the Hillbillies uh, playing in the uh, the Wild West stage over there at Knott's, uh, still uh, going strong, uh, even after Bob Chapek cut them from the uh, Golden Horseshoe as part of his entertainment cuts. Uh, screw you, Bob Chopek. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, I kind of alluded to Soren uh, starting February 28th and I believe running through the whole length of Food and Wine. Is that correct? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, so, no, no, no. No, it's it's one of those certain days. Oh. I think it's on what? The 28th is what, a Thursday? No, the 28th. Does it start the 28th? Okay, so if it's a Friday, maybe every Friday. Okay, I I I misread then. I All right, so it's uh the 28th, March 11th, 18th and 25th. Oh, see, I was I thought it was running the whole time of wow, that's stupid. Screw you, Bob Chopek. <laughs> the hell. I don't know. Yeah, so the dates he said uh soaring over California, this is all during uh either way it's still during food and wine, but it's not actually during food and wine. It's just specified days during food and wine. Uh, Soren around the world will be changed to uh, Soren over California, uh, similar to how it was last summer. And uh, so, uh, but at least when it was last summer, it was the whole summer. But uh, yeah, so uh, go check that out uh, if you guys are missing Soren over California. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to go now now that I find out that it's not all the time. So well, well no, no, no. It'll no, be no, really no. hard to pick one of those no, days. No, this is the AP, the AP extra hour for Soren. Oh. Yeah, Soren will return on the 28th, but the APs get an extra hour on those dates. Oh, I was talking about Soren over California returning in general. So that, that is during all of. Yes. Okay, so Soren over California is returning for all of food and wine. Yes. Okay. See, I that's what I said, and then you said no, but it's okay. We're just gonna have our messages crossed. It's fine. We're good. We're good. How are you? <laughs> <I'm fine>. Um. 
Yeah, so Soarin' Over California will be returning on February 28th and running through whatever the end of uh, Food and Wine is, March or uh, April, April, whatever it is. Um, and then those dates that he told you will be for the uh, AP Extra Hour thing. Hey, so uh, the dates for food and wine were right here in front of me. The oh. Because I have there's a picture of the tasting passport on the thing. We're going to go over the foodie guy in a minute. And there's, it's February 20th through April 21st. So uh, that should be the dates that uh, uh, Soarin' Over California runs. And then you said for sure that it's Fridays? And no, no, no. I was just thinking it's one of those. Uh, before, they were doing like every Thursdays. Right. No, these uh, these dates are on the 28th. And then the next one will be on the 11th. That's a Wednesday. And the 18th. That's a Wednesday. And then 25th. That's a Wednesday. But then they are. Okay, so it's the first day and then the three. Uh, well, actually, it, it skips the first week and then the three subsequent Wednesdays. So well, There you go. Uh, and then uh, speaking of, oh, probably because uh, on the... Uh, cause, uh, oh, that's probably why. It's not the first. It's not the first week because... Uh, was it the fourth and the fifth, right? Yes. On the fourth and the fifth, they'll be doing for APs. They'll be doing uh after opening after close openings for uh Indy Anna Jones Adventure, and that'll be on the fourth and the fifth, and uh, you'll be able to APs show their blah blah and uh. Something about wristbands. There's wristbands, I guess. This is the first I've heard of wristbands are required. Yeah. Um, Probably because they're expecting a huge uh, turnout for Andy. Right. So and you know it's going to break down. So <laughs> so uh, it just says uh, wristbands required uh, while supplies last. Additional details to come. So, of course, they haven't figured out how they're going to do this or you know let us know yet. But what I'm thinking is on those days, on the 4th and the 5th, uh, you're going to be in the park, and then you have to go to this area and check in and get your wristbands, and there you go. So I would hope that be between now and then they'll actually tell you where you go to get the wristbands. No, they're going to do it the day of. Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. They're going to tell you on um, uh, right at park closing. Because Bob Chopek. Because <laughs> this is another one of his bright ideas. Oh, let's throw bones at APs by having rides open uh, one or two days uh, and be open after dark, after closing. You know, this whole uh, ride's o- ride opening, you know, after closing thing for APs, it's one of the stupidest things that they've ever done. Uh, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like, it's like if you're going to do it, do it for like a whole week or something. Well, what was it? Uh, Guardians, they did it for a whole week, remember? Or was it something else? Not Guardians. It was something. Be- oh, Soren. Was it Soren they did it once for a whole week? Probably, yeah, yeah. If you're going to do it, do it for like a whole damn week like they did to, when they first started that. But then ever since then, uh, I think it was Guardians they did. It was like one day and then something else. All the things that they've done since then were like one. They, it was like one day. And then like, what do you expect? You don't expect that all the APs are going to show up trying to get on the thing. It's not going to be crazy. Come on. You're such an idiot. Screw Bob Chopek. What the hell? Hey, there's a theme Forming here, I I I see it. Do you see it? I I've, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I am. Maybe not. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, you know uh, what Bob Chopek is a, a clown. clown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's. Um, I can see Bob Chopek turning to the Joker. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on with some fat time in the parks. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for fat time in the parks. Fat time. Screw Bob Sarge. <laughs> I can't even say his name. He just makes me so bad now. I saw somebody. Uh, I'm not going to give him credit because I don't really like the person. But uh, I don't know if they listen to the podcast. If they do, then they'll find out I don't like them. But uh, they called him Bob Cheapek. <laughs> Cheap Peck. Because he's cheap. Right. I got it. I got do it. Do you get it? I got it. I guess it wasn't that clever, <laughs> but because you didn't laugh. I'm glad it wasn't my joke. <laughs> so yeah, food and wine time again. And you know what that you know what food and wine mean be, being here means? What? It's almost boysenberry festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just real fast, uh some uh some um uh housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh some housekeeping. Uh last episode. Dan sent an email in which she, in which I thought he was referring to the Boysenberry Festival as the Snoozeberry Festival uh, because I wasn't the one reading the email and I was just going by what I was listening to in my ear holes. <laughs> and uh, so I thought he was uh, re- basically digging on the Boysenberry Festival like as if it was boring or something. Uh, when in actuality, he was calling it the Snozberry Festival as an obvious homage to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, so it was a joke that I didn't get because I didn't know the joke. And so everything that I said la- last episode <laughs> about uh, Dan and his digs on the Snoozeberry Festival, quote-unquote Snoozeberry Festival, well, those are completely wrong, and I accept and recognize your joke as being funny <laughs> and uh, forget everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I read things, uh, I just words or the letters just. Yes, one one O looks like two O's. Yeah, my brain just kind of uh, translated to snooze. Because he um, likes sleeping. I do. And he I'm, probably read it first when he was sleeping. And no, I'm, I'm just kidding. And he I've said never that. had a snoozeberry. <gasps> Snozberry. Yeah, two or that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so uh, just a uh, point of uh, order there, and to uh, not apologize to Dan because it wasn't my fault, but. Yeah. So uh, Food and Wine is almost here, coming uh, this Friday. And, uh, you know, everybody is, uh, I assume, ready for that. Uh, As usual, there will be a tasting passport. Uh, I don't think we have a price on that yet, do we? I haven't Uh, seen it. Probably the usual, uh, you know, $50, $60 or whatever the hell it is. Uh, You know, Bob Chopek has that price going up every year. Uh, and the portions keep getting smaller every year. So, uh, screw Bob. Pop. See, I can't even say it. Just screw Bob. <laughs> Not Iger. We have the return of most of the same booths. I don't really know if we have any new booths. I don't know if we have any booths that have been lost. I don't remember. Is uh, one in a melon? Is that a new one? Or was that a bad pun one there already before? I don't even know. Uh, I can't keep uh, track anymore. Avocado time. I think that, that was there. That was there. Off the cob. Yeah. I love artichokes. Cluckadoodle doo. Berry patch. Garlic kissed. No, that's cluckadoodle moo. Cluckadoodle moo. My bad. That's my favorite. Yes. Uh, even though they have beef there. <laughs> there you go. It's a cluckadoodle moo, but they have one chicken dish, which I don't really get. I thought that one had multiple chicken dishes before, but whatever. Uh, L.A. style, an old classic. 
That's an uh, OG. That's an OG. Uh, still with the Barbacoa Street Tacos. Uh, they have had a version of a taco every single time there. Uh, even going back to uh, when it's... Uh, I don't know if it's they, if they're still going to have LA style over there by uh, Monsters or if they're going to move it with everything else. But I don't remember what they did last time. Uh, Peppers Caliente. That's uh, another one. Mel- one in the Melon. California Craft Brews Marketplace. Once again... Uh, with the pepperoni pizza egg rolls, and that's it, along with just a bunch of booze. Cool. That is a return. Uh, Golden Dreams Marketplace, Uncork, California, which is, of course, a bunch of wine and a artisan cheese plate, and then nuts about cheese. So anything that catches your eye, because uh, as we've made plain to you guys in the past, we're not going through the whole damn thing anymore. It's boring. You guys don't. I'm sure it's boring. <laughs> and we're getting bored of reading everything. So, uh, and I just can't uh, read. Yes, he There's makes no it. Snozzes here. It makes him snooze when he <laughs> tries to read too much. I actually haven't uh, really looked through this stuff yet. Yeah, I just kind of glanced at it earlier. Uh, just a couple of interesting, uh, weird, a uh, fried chicken and waffle. They call it a sandwich, but it looks it's more like a taco, a waffle taco with uh, what I. It's supposed to be chicken. It doesn't look like chicken in the picture, but it just looks like some dark meat. Uh, and then a it comes with a, a mimosa inspired slaw, and then OJ bubbles. <laughs> uh, basically, it just looks like. To be honest, in the picture, it looks like uh, some dark meat with some white stuff and uh, fish eggs. Yeah. So, uh, good luck with that. That's at Golden Dreams Marketplace. Now, I see over here at Paradise Garden Grill that they have a uh, Black <laughs> Forest Parfait. I like how he just skips totally not even anything to do with the booths. But yes, let's well, go to. That's the first thing I saw. Uh, let's go to uh, Paradise Garden Grill because they all they have stuff over there, and as usual, Paradise Beer Garden next door, right. uh, where you can get a lot of uh, cool beers. I do see something interesting here, which is a Twisted Horn Raven's Claw Apple and Boysenberry Mead. Minus the festival. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if they've ever had a mead before. If they have, then I have never seen it. Uh, there's actually a cider here that's not Angry Orchard. Because <laughs> that's all they ever seem to have whenever somebody has ciders is Angry Orchard. Uh, now, what were you looking at at Paradise Garden Grill? Yeah, Black Forest Parfait. Oh, Black Forest Parfait, because, of course, he goes straight to the desserts. You know me. I know you. And then they have a Berry Spectacular Cookie Shake. Ooh. Um, Non-alcoholic, apparently, because who would have thought by that name that it would be alcoholic? Uh, exactly. Because, you know, uh, I don't need to be told that the watermelon vodka lemonade is alcoholic because there's the word vodka in the title. And at Paradise Garden Grill, that's interesting. Yeah, alcohol at Paradise Garden Grill is interesting. But um, I would try that. You know what? I really would love to try the drinks they have because they, they always seem to have really cool drinks. Uh, not there, but over there by uh, um, Hollywood Land back lot. But it's just, you know what, when you see like $15, $16 for this drink, I don't want to spend that. I'd rather buy a, a $6 donut <laughs> or two. <laughs> I'd rather go to Knott's and buy a $4 cookie. 
Uh, some of the same ones, speaking of Hollywood Lounge, uh, some of the same ones have re- returned. Uh, well, I know the one, one of the ones re- he's referring to is the, uh, the Lavender Lemonade, I believe. Or actually, as far as the, uh, the alcoholic ones, they have the Leading Roll Lemonade. Uh, they also have a, another uh, Banana Whiskey Cocktail and then, of course, they have their uh, uh, movie star mule. Uh, oh. uh, they also have a uh, hard cider that is not uh, Angry Orchard, shockingly. Uh, just a little note of interest. No Churrogeddon. Whoa. What? Is Churrogeddon coming to an end? Is uh, Are they running out of ideas? Well, Bob Chopek sucks. <laughs> 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 Yes, and uh, they run out of churro ideas because there is only one churro involved in uh, the Food and Wine Festival, and is that is the Hollywood churro cart, and it is a churro topped with peanut butter cream, chocolate icing, and chopped peanuts. Now, I know he will probably try this sans the peanuts. Right. Because he doesn't like peanuts. He doesn't like well, nuts. No, if if it's uh, regular peanuts, yeah. Oh, I, it's regular I, peanuts. It just okay. says chopped peanuts. Okay, then I, yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, it's, just, it's like... I don't like walnuts. Walnuts. A lot of desserts and stuff have walnuts and pecans. Just, yeah, that too. Uh, somewhere there's an outdoor vending cart with empanadas. Yeah, it doesn't really say where it is. It's, it's probably a Paradise Garden. Yeah, probably. Because uh, you know how they sometimes I've had those carts over there selling the uh, the uh, elotes. Right. Uh, so it might be that because I don't see any mention of elotes this time. So uh, it might be the cart that they usually were selling those out of. But they will have both a savory empanada, uh, which like looks like it might have either chicken or pork in it. And that comes with a chipotle crema. And then they have a sweet empanada, which most certainly looks like it's an apple empanada that comes with a caramel sauce. Now, if it's a tr- if this apple empanada looks as good as it looks, I don't need the caramel sauce. Doesn't hurt to have it. No. <laughs> I would drink it, just drink it. Hey, there you go. Put a straw in it. Ooh. Uh, some version of mac and cheese is always a favorite. Uh, this year at the Garlic Kissed Marketplace is a Carbonara garlic mac and cheese with New Skis bacon, some brand of bacon. I don't, I've never even heard of that. Me neither. Some fancy bacon, I guess. Uh, I know you're not much for bat mac and cheese. I was always your brother was the mac and cheese one trying the mac and cheese, but that looks pretty good. Yeah. You got uh, smoothies having some mocha crap going on over there with some <laughs> almond mocha shake and an almond mocha uh, a fogoto, whatever that is. Bless you. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Uh, I don't drive in the fog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not for me. But uh, if you guys love mocha, I know a lot of people do have at that. And what else do we have here? I never really think about Sonoma Terrace having food. Uh, but they do have a couple things mentioned here. They have a California cheesesteak, which is uh, up and there's a picture of it here. Actually looks pretty good. Uh, it has, like, guacamole on it because, you know, apparently that makes everything California is if right. it has guacamole right. on it. Uh, it. It looks like, I don't know if there's lettuce on this. Oh, if there is, that doesn't Mexico. sound any good. But uh, uh, then they also have an Italian meatball sandwich and a Bavarian pretzel with cheese sauce. And then a triple chocolate brownie. And then a bunch of, of course, alcohol and stuff. But uh, it is surprising to see some actual food over there at Sonoma. Uh, anything from the actual carts that you want to talk about? I'm going through those right now. Uh, mostly, it probably all sounds very boring. Because he hasn't really had much to say about it. 
uh, over there at the aforementioned Cluckadoodle Moo, which uh, only has one chicken dish, which is really, really pointless of the name. Uh, they do have a, a, a French onion grilled beef tenderloin slider, which actually looks rather delish. And I will probably post the picture on the episode photo with that included. Now I see this, uh, what is it called? A pabana cream puff with mango, passion fruit, and banana mousse. Uh, looks interesting. It's over at one in a melon marketplace. Off the hot cobs have something called the farm stand punch. I don't know if that's something they've had before, but uh, you know I like punch. <laughs> you and know I like to punch you, and it's non-alcoholic. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, good news for a lot of uh, rabbits out there, uh, vegans, uh, gluten people, vegetarians. All of you are uh, very highly uh, represented. In these uh, booths, uh, almost too much if you ask me, but uh, you know, I, you know, uh, if you guys want to have your things, that's fine. Uh, they do have a lot of, like I said, uh, vegetarian dishes. Uh, if you go through it, they should be able to tell you what is uh, vegetarian, uh, LA style. Uh, besides the street tacos, or uh, the the just the name on this sounds really good. The smoked bacon barbecue beef loco moco on rice. And that is gluten-friendly. Uh, and then that sounds really yummy. And then also uh, a monkey bread with uh, caramel whiskey glaze. Oh, this was the one. It has candied pecans. Oh. Uh, I think that was the one you were talking that I was talking about, that you'd probably hold the pecans on that one if you got you it. You know what? I don't know about the, the, the whiskey glaze because I think I had something before that had like a, I thought it was a bourbon. Mm. had like a bourbon it and to me it was just too much because oh. I'm not into all that you know because it does say it contains trace amounts of alcohol right. so if it's going to taste like the whiskey I'm not going to like that but if someone had it and say hey try it I will I like monkey bread me too yeah, there's a couple different impossible burgers there's an impossible small petite little impossible slider and then there's also a uh, impossible cheeseburger mac and cheese which is vegetarian. Uh, and actually, Nets About Cheese has uh, m- mostly vegetarian stuff because then they also have a uh, white cheddar lager soup served in a mini Bowden sourdough bowl. But uh, yeah, so uh, I assume you posted this on our page. So yes. uh, if you guys want to go and look at some of the pictures and look through the menu, uh, decide what you guys want uh, beforehand. It's always easier that way to get an idea of what you're looking for. And where it might be. And don't forget, uh, once the Food and Wine <clears throat> Festival starts, you can go and get a food guide from them. And it will actually show you all the places that have vegan food and uh, gluten-free and all that stuff on there. So you would know, you know without trying to guess or going to every single booth and see <laughs> which one's gluten-free. So they'll be listed on those food guides. Right. Uh, even Downtown Disney has a few places. Uh, Ballast Point has a... A few things that they're uh, including, also an impossible uh, offering, uh, and then a burger, a Kobe burger, uh, and then also some mussels and fish and stuff. Uh, then Catal uh, has a few offerings. Uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen has a Creole cobbler, which is apparently an alcohol. <laughs> 
Uh, Splitsville has a Surf and Turf Slider Duo, which looks pretty good. And then Salt and Straw has a Apple Pie and Cheesecake uh, special uh, mix that they're that they're going to have. Yeah, so don't forget, all, all that stuff starts this Friday. And also, don't forget, shit happens this Friday, too. Just a reminder. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Magic Happens, a uh, new parade. I'm um, not sure right now if I'm actually going to be there to see that this weekend. Whoa. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure yet. I'll know by tomorrow. But uh, hopefully I can have some correspondence there uh, taking pictures and all that for me. So we'll see about that. You need to get your ass to knots. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. If you don't try that Olaf, you'll have missed out on your life. All right. So, yeah, food and wine. Go check it out. All right, so real quick, uh, another little fat time thing. I actually finally went to, speaking of Ballast Point, I finally went over there a couple weeks ago on Wednesday. Uh, meet up some, We met up with some people and had dinner there. Uh, I had what is called the California Kolsch Steak Burrito, uh, which has Santa Maria-style dry rub, tri-tip fries, pico de gallo, sculpin beer cheese, flour tortilla, and then served with uh, chip salsa and guacamole, which... Uh, incidentally, I actually did get my salsa with my chips this time, as opposed to when I got that one in Disneyland or at DCA. Uh, the chips, the salsa, and the guacamole were really good. Their salsa is uh, very spicy. Uh, but the burrito itself was really good. Uh, the uh, the cheese was like, uh, it was one of those burritos where you didn't really feel like you were eating a burrito. It was more like just like, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. Kind of like, I mean, it's just basically... Uh, you know, uh, meat, fries, and cheese in the burrito. Uh, so kind of like a, uh, you know, a uh, carne asada fries, but in a burrito, oh, okay. if you can imagine. Uh, but it was really good. I uh, recommend it. I actually did get a drink, too, while I was there. I got a cider, which was really, really yummy. Uh, that was not uh, Angry Orchard. <laughs> At least I don't think it was. Yeah, so that's it. Are you going back? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go back because uh, at least one of the burgers and stuff sounds good. I wouldn't mind trying the fish and chips. I mean, they are, uh, you know, highly priced. But I think that I would still rather go there than go to, like, Black Tap. I don't know. I would like to go to Black Tap and try one of the burgers. But uh, Yeah, you should. But uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. Uh, real quick, there is now a Build-A-Bear in the Knott's Marketplace outside of Knott's that just opened last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, so if anybody's missing out on Build-A-Bear at uh, Downtown Disney, uh, it is over there at the Knott's Marketplace. And, uh, yeah, it's not you don't have to go in the park. It's right there behind uh, Virginia's uh, gifts. gifts. Yeah, Virginia's Gifts. I don't know her. I don't. Hey, Anthony, guess what? What? Disney Channel Fan Fest is coming back. Yay? Is that good or... I don't know. It's pretty cool. I mean, the first one seemed to outdo it, you know, where they had all the cool things. They had David Tennant, you know, for DuckTales and all that. And uh, Last year seemed to have less things going on, and this year seems to have even less things going on as far as the celebrities that are there. I mean, they haven't really specified who's going to be there, but it just doesn't make it seem like that they've invited any of the animation celebrities this time. But uh, I guess we'll see. 
So it's heading back to Disneyland, and they're extending it, actually, because they're going to expand to Walt Disney World. And um, I was like, wow, interesting. So maybe uh, it's one of those things that uh, they complain like we do. How come they get this and we don't? So, and then they get three weekends, and we still only have one day. Yeah. So you know what? Screw Walt Disney World. So no, we, I'm just kidding. We, <laughs> Screw Bob Chopek. <laughs> we get uh, Disney Fan Fest, Disney Channel Fan Fest on Saturday, May 9th. And, uh, yeah, like he said over there, uh, Walt Disney World Resort will get it on the weekends, May 16th, 17th, May 23rd, 24th, and May 30th and 31st. Because I still feel bad for uh, taking away Star Wars weekends. <clears throat> I They probably don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, speaking of Star Wars weekends, you know who probably took away Star Wars weekends? <laughs> Bob freaking Chopek. Because <laughs> Star Wars weekends went, out, went away after he took over. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think about that next time you want to uh, defend Bob Chopek. Theme park review. All right, so they said they're going to have some um, different uh, activities going on. Uh, fans will have multiple opportunities to mix and mingle with the cast from Disney Channel's most popular shows. And uh, they're going to have some activities, which includes includes over here uh, Quizney, which is a trivia challenge. Get it, Quizney, you know, Disney. Ha, 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 ha. They're going to have a Learn to Draw session with uh, creators from Disney Television's uh, animation. Uh, sneak peek of the sneak peek of the original upcoming Disney Channel original movie, Upside Down Magic. Uh, Descendants and Zombies themed dance parties. So does that mean that's going to be a whole day thing? Are they going to have a dance party? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Uh, photo opportunities with some of the Disney Channel's biggest stars. And, of course, they're going to have a cavalcade going down Main Street uh, that's going to have some of the stars on there. And um, it says FanFest events will include stars from Zombies 2, Gabby Duran and the Un- Unsittables, which is a kind of a funny show. She babysits aliens. Uh, Raven's Home, just roll with it. Now, that's a funny show, too, because... Uh, uh, they basically like a sitcom and then they hit a buzzard and then they have to redo a scene and then the audience picks what they have to do. It's funny. Uh, Sydney to the max was a really cool show. Also Coop and Cammy acts the world bunt. Of course, they've been there since the beginning of the fan fest and, uh, upcoming, uh, Disney show called Disney fam jam and upside down magic. But I don't see any mention of any, uh, you know, DuckTales or any of the animation, uh, stars, quote unquote stars, uh, being mentioned there. They do say learn to draw sessions will feature creative teams from Big City Greens, Owl House, Amphibia, and Ducktales. But there's no mention of any of those being involved with these stars, quote unquote stars. Uh, so we'll, I guess, we'll have to uh, wait and see until we get more details before I, uh, you know, before I pass judgment on uh, that. Uh, my only question is, where the hell's Bizardvark? Uh, they're it, done. Is it over? They're okay, over. Well, I, I just wanted to say bizarre. Bark, maybe, yeah, that was funny. maybe one last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, I was watching Disney Channel the other day, and uh, they had a, a you know a commercial for the Owl House, but I was I really wasn't paying attention, and I heard the Owl House. <laughs> I actually really want to would like to see the Owl House at some point. I just didn't really uh, have a time to get into it when it first started. Uh, the the demon. Uh, little guy that's on there uh, is uh, is um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, 
the creator of Gravity Falls, and uh, he's he's basically doing the same voice as Bill. Oh, okay. You've seen Gravity Falls, right? Yes. You know the Triangle Guy, Bill. He's doing basically the same voice because he's doing the voice. Oh, cool. I don't know why I can't think of his name all of a sudden. I'll think of it later when we're not recording. <laughs> so yeah, Disney Channel Fan Fest, uh, Disney Resort, and uh, yeah, May uh, May ninth. And if I get over there and remember, I'll I will see what's going on. See this right here, the thing we're about to talk about. That has Bob Chopak written all over it. I was going to say that. It sounds so stupid. So uh, Disney announced this uh, new personalized Disney merchandise. Uh, it's called Made, which is uh, going to be in the Disney uh, park soon. They talk about this uh, being over at uh, Disney Springs. But coming over here, where you'll be able to personalize uh, basically T-shirts, uh, you know, apparel. It says... Um, they're going to have um, a library from Disney art to celebrate everything from family vacations, birthdays, seasonal holidays, and more. Uh, you can be able to make shirts. It's it's basically D-Tech with, like, shirts and shit. Yeah. It's... So uh, this is going to be coming over to uh, Launch Bay and Star Traders. Now, Launch Bay already has the D-Tech thing, so it's not really surprising that it's going there. What I am surprised is that it's going to... Uh, Star Trader and not to uh, the place on uh, Downtown Disney that has D-Tech. Yeah, so uh, it's basically that. Uh, so if you guys have ever played with the little, uh, and being in Launch Bay and played with the little D-Tech uh, thing where you uh, pick your design and stuff like that, uh, it's similar to that on like a touchscreen. Or if you've ever been in the gallery and you've played with the thing where you can pick your photos and your frames and stuff like that, it's kind of similar to that too. Uh, it says new designs and art will be continually added to. Uh, oh, by the way, this whole thing is called Made. Uh, of course, the D is a uh, dis- you know Disney stylized D. Does this mean uh, if I do this, do I get? Am I in the mob? Am I uh, made? Am uh, I a made man? I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I want to be a made man. Now I'm just thinking uh, real quick because uh, <laughs> they were saying how you know you can make your T-shirts that. Uh, Celebrate family vacations and birthdays and all that kind of stuff. And we all seen shirts that people make in the parks. They have their family vacation or family reunion Disney shirts. You think they're trying to take that market away from people who make shirts? You know? Probably. I was just like, I mean, because, you know, these shirts are going to be. To me, I think what these are, are is a print-on-demand shirt. Yeah. And um, which is a DTG printer, direct-to-garment printer. They'll be able to, oh, I want the design. And just print it right there in front of you. If they're going to show you, they're printing it. They're printing it. Now, where the hell do you think they're going to put this big ass thing in uh, Star Trader? Well, they could. Uh, they could easily put it where the DTEC uh, uh, phone cases are right now. No, in Star Trader, there is no. Oh, there. In Star oh, Trader. Oh, Star, Star Trader seems to be pretty limited on space. I mean, I guess they could take out a whole corner or something. Yeah, I mean the DTT printer's not that big. Oh, so, so it's not as big as that giant DTEC printer that they have inside of Launch Bay? Uh, that thing is pretty huge. No, with the DTG printer is about... Um, yeah, so it's something they can just put on like a counter. So they yeah. might be able to integrate into that space that they already have there where the where the DTEC printer is there right. at uh, Launch Bay. So I was just thinking about that because you can, you know, print these images really quick and here's your shirt, but... 
they're gonna make their money back pretty cool because a DTG printer goes for about thirteen thousand bucks, and that's a cheap one. So, I was just thinking that they're probably gonna try to take this market out of the people who make their Disney shirts for vacations and stuff like that. Not saying I do that, but just saying. Uh, no, this isn't an immediate thing. It does mention that purchases are ready to pick up in just a few hours, or conveniently delivered to your Disney resort or shipped home. So if you are staying in the Disney Resort, uh, I assume that that means they could deliver it to your hotel room, or you could have it shipped home, or if you, uh, I assume the best thing to do would be just to go do that right away, and then you can, uh, you know, just pick it up later in the day. Yeah, I know. one of the designs here is a pass holder shirt, oh with the yeah. logo and everything, and then they even have it uh, customized with. Uh, the family name on there so there you go well, oh yeah same with that uh that rebel logo above it says blackmore which is obviously supposed to be somebody's family name right and then of course you know well you see what's in the upper left yep the child yep because you know you got to get the child in there now this is clearly in florida because the orange bird is there and right. uh so they obviously already have uh one set up in <clears throat> florida somewhere uh, one of the ones because when yeah, are these supposed Disney to Spring. when are these supposed to open here to, or any of the ones does just doesn't say no okay I guess just keep an eye out for that go get made like in the mob I don't know oh right well here we are at the mail uh, let's see if we have more than one all right so our first email is from Giselle the gazelle yeah And this was from last week, and her subject line is Booked Solid. Hello, my brothers from different mothers. What is up? I remember to email today. My Tuesdays and Thursdays are so long. I wake up at 4 4 to leave at 5, and then I get to school, then back to work, then cry in my car in between that. Kidding, kind of. (laughs) School School is keeping me busy. I go every day this semester, and by the time I get home, I shower, I repeat. I haven't been to Disneyland much. I think it's been about a month, which honestly should be illegal. I'm hoping things uh, will. I'm hoping things will slow down in March since we will have spring break, and I can come and go and eat kebabs as I please. Hmm. Hope everyone is doing well. Snoozeberry, good one, Dan. You you guys keep me laughing on my long commute. Miss you all. Happy 200th episode. Big deal. Love G. Hey, we forgot. Did you forget? I forgot. What? 200th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember before I got here. Well, I forgot because I wanted it to be some better, but it's just us. So. Oh, okay. It's just us. Well, I'd wanted kind of, you know, it would have been nice to have uh, more people here and for it to be more of a, a event to get to episode number 200. But uh, here we are. Uh, hey, happy episode 200. <laughs> that was very, very enthusiastic of you. You're welcome. I used the big word, Dan. Whoa. All right. Well, thank you for your email there, Giselle Gazelle. Hope yeah, you- and I hope that you still enjoyed the snoozeberry, even though knowing that it was all just a mistake. <laughs> all right. So uh, next email is from Wreck-It Rachel. Her subject line is sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry I didn't email last week and this week. Rude. She sent this uh, last week on Wednesday. So she says, and I know this won't make it in time for this coming podcast on February 20th. I'm currently listening to episode 199. 
Congratulations on 200. I got way behind on my podcast because I discovered the Office Ladies podcast. Yes. And I haven't, and I've been binging it. Yes, 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 yes. Highly, highly recommend it if you're an Office fan. 100%. You shouldn't be listening to any other podcast. In fact, you should stop listening to our podcast right now if you haven't listened to Office Ladies. So I'm going to say that, Anthony, uh, it's okay for you not listening. (laughs) Yes, no, I 100% uh, endorse you listening to Office Ladies over us. Uh, Jenna and uh, Angela are way more entertaining than we are. And they have better guests. Bang. He just dissed you, Dan. Wow. <laughs> Dirty. All right. February is a busy month for my family. There are six birthdays, including my own. Woohoo. It was on the 18th. Yeah, I know. We said happy birthday to you. I didn't remind you about the email I sent back in December because if you read it, it would have been in the past and wouldn't matter anymore. I thought it was no biggie. So that's the email that I forgot to read. Uh, during December. Yeah, I got lost. So I still uh, did a little paraphrasing of what it said. However, my sister is auditioning for something at Knott's for the 100th celebration. So she may be there. I'll let you know. Who knows? Maybe I'll be there too. I haven't been to Knott's since 2004. Wow. I promise I'll be better, Rachel. I mean, if you're going to go to Knott's uh, and not get a pass, you should at least wait until summer until when Berry Tales opens. Just saying, but uh, yeah, definitely high or uh, you know, I definitely highly recommend if anything getting a pass just for if anything, just for uh, Boysenberry Festival, uh, not Snoozeberry Festival, <laughs> maybe Snozberry Festival. Uh, but uh, definitely if you had a if you get a pass that you could go for that and then uh, come back for it in the summer when Berry Tales opens because uh, that's sure to be better than uh, Iron Reef. Even though I know you like Iron Rave for some reason. I thought it was incredibly boring. But if you liked it, that's good for you. How is it boring? You're shooting. It's a shooting game. I, you know, I don't like those. It felt like a... I felt like I literally felt like I was I was playing like a, a early 2000s computer game. Okay. But mixed with... Uh, oh, also, uh, I had... Uh, I was having uh, eye issues because... I had forgotten to bring my regular glasses with me, and I just had sunglasses on. And uh, sunglasses coupled with 3D glasses aren't exactly the greatest combination. You had to kind of use one or the other. So, uh, yeah. Berry Tales. All right. Thank you for your email there, Wreck-It Rachel. Yes. Thank you. Berry Tales. And, uh, yeah, let us know if you are going to head to Knott's, if your sister's there, and uh, we'll go there, too. Yeah. All right, next email is from Dan the Mailman, and his subject line is Rise of the Funko Pops. (laughs) Man, oh man, where do I begin this week? This is going to be a long one as it's two weeks worth. Made it last week and was able to get in boarding groups for Rise. The park was pretty empty for most of the day, so with boarding groups 43, we got on about 130. Not bad. When it opened and everyone got into their groups this morning, there were cheers all on Main Street. Quite the experience, and I will do that again. So question for you all. Have you heard anything about what time they actually start boarding groups? It was almost 10 by the time we saw that they were putting up 
uh, any numbers at all. When I finally saw it was at 10, uh, a couple of people even asked me when I was in line for Ellis. I don't even know. Well, you know, they got to have that uh, that maintenance uh <laughs> You know they have their it drags over. Yeah, their maintenance to, period. It drags. Uh, not only does it make them uh, the the after the ride has to close early, but it also means it doesn't get to open uh, at the same time. You know, I just I, I don't even uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, if that is what they're doing, if they if that's what they plan on doing to try and keep the ride from breaking during the day is to have it close earlier than than actual closing time and then open well after opening time. I just, I don't know how they're justifying that. I mean, you waited all that time to get that second ride in Galaxy's Edge finally, and yet it's only open for a fraction of what the whole entire day is. It just seems really, really, uh, I don't know what, I mean, do you feel do you feel like that, or do you? I mean, well, yeah, because I just doesn't feel if, normal. If boarding groups are over. Why can't we uh, go on there first come first serve? I mean, and then now Dan says that he doesn't even. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of this that that they're not starting. I assumed always assumed that boarding group number one starts immediately, like you know, at uh, after the boarding groups have been handed out. But is he saying that they don't even start with boarding group number one until like ten o'clock? That's you know, if the park opens at eight, that's not only is the is the ride closing two hours early, but it's not it's uh, it's waiting two hours to open. I mean, it's just their whole thing about the whole, needing all that time for maintenance just seems really really dumb, and it just seems like a way for them to just basically to put it so frankly is just to hold uh they're holding everybody by the balls. They're like, oh well, I guess we're gonna give you the ride whatever we feel like you deserve to have the ride open. Otherwise, if you don't get on it, well, oh well. Uh, screw you, Bob Chopek. <laughs> I know this is all your fault. He said, manage to ride, uh, manage to ride about eight rides, get a snack, and have lunch before we got called for our group. If it had anything to do with Star Wars that day, we did it. The ride is much like Diggs and maybe Hose B said, like three rides in one. I was in awe pretty much the whole time. Worth getting up early and fighting traffic real across the OC line to get there. Two thumbs up. More Disney-related adventures on Sunday. Took a trip to the Funko Pop store in Hollywood. Yeah, I saw his pictures. I can't wait to go there. Now because Disney owns so many properties, about half this store is Disney-themed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is, that is funny. Think about that. Probably, uh, I would almost guarantee that, that at least 40 to 45% of the other half is, is uh, somehow Warner Brothers-related. Because when you think about all the DC, and, the, and I know there's a big Harry Potter display and stuff like that, that's all Warner Brothers. So just when you think about the percentage of all the displays in, in the Funko store that are either Disney or Warner Brothers, now AT&T, I guess, whatever you want you wanted to say. Right. Uh, I think it's funny. Um, plenty of picture opportunities with life-size pops, and the pops themselves are reasonably priced. I will definitely be back. Cool. Uh, I'd like to hear about what your experience with parking was. Uh, where did you park? Uh, I think I heard something about there being a parking, the uh, an actual parking there, but is a parking you have to pay for. 
Uh, just different questions. Uh, just incidentally, if anybody didn't know about the Funko story, it is on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, no, wait, it's on Sunset. No, I'm sorry, it's on Sunset. Uh, and if anybody, uh, there used to be like a big shopping center there or something, or uh, it may still be there, but it's where a shopping center is. I can't really give you the cross street because I don't remember, but I do know that is one of those things if, if you wanted to make a day of it. And uh, if I had known Dan was going to go there, I might have suggested it. Uh, it's only like two blocks from the Scum and Villainy Cantina, uh, which we've talked about on the podcast before, which you can go to anytime and is now available for uh, brunch, apparently, and breakfast and stuff, too. So uh, if you wanted to make a day of it or at least, you know, as part of a big outing, uh, you could go to uh, the Funko's shop and then also go a few blocks down and go to the uh, Scum and Villainy Cantina. But uh, like I said, I'd like to hear from Dan about his parking experience and what's the easiest way to park there because I do want to go to the Funko store. I've just been kind of afraid because I hate driving to L.A. and I hate trying to park in L.A., much less Hollywood and anywhere else that's just shitty parking. I agree. So I park at Hollywood at Highland. Right. Oh, uh, I used to park at uh, Universal and take the red line down because I don't even like parking at Hollywood and Highland. I prefer that. I mean, it's to me, it's not not a big deal, and my truck fits. <laughs> All right, last minute trip to the parks on Saturday. Not that busy. Had a good time, but had to pick up a physical ticket for Star Wars night after the debacle online that questioned whether or not I got a ticket after a lot of people got emails to call in to ask. After waiting around for hours to get a decent wait, we discovered my purchase went through, though I never got an email or ticket. But I have the physical one. Uh, they said it was a mess up to get them, and I believe it completely sold out in early morning, just after Dick's bedtime. <laughs> Anything else going on this week? See you soon, Dan. I was supposed to email Dan and give him a review for his podcast, Extraordinary Culture, about uh, XFL, uh, but I forgot. And then I said, well, I'll email you for next uh, your next one, and by then I'll have gone to multiple games. So, Cool. That's right. You were supposed to remember me saying that. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on this week? Well, shit happens on, on Friday. Uh, yeah, a lot's going on this week. Uh, as the uh, magic happens, uh, parade starts on Friday. Food and wine. Uh, food and wine starts on Friday. Uh, Soaring Over California returns on Friday. Yeah. That's a lot going on. Yeah, and, and Kiss plays in Laughlin on Saturday. Sure. <laughs> uh, we actually completely forgot we were supposed to talk about food and wine merchandise. Uh, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, just a couple of things that they had a cool uh, Mickey-shaped, Mickey-head-shaped bowl uh, that I told him would be perfect for him to eat cereal. And, <laughs> and he could put cereal in the head section and then put, like, strawberries uh, or something else in the in the ears. Uh, it was kind of a cool bowl. It does look cool. And they had a like a they had a uh, they had like some uh, you know shirts, a uh, really ugly hat. Even <laughs> though I like the design on the hat, the hat itself is ugly. They had an oven mitt and some other little uh, various items that you guys could uh, if you guys are into the merchandise. And of course, I'm sure they'll have at least one pin. Right. All right. Thank you for your email, Dan the Mailman. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. I didn't get the invite for the Funko, though. I didn't, nope. even, I didn't even know what was going on. It must have uh, got lost in the mail. Maybe it did. <laughs> or did I forget to read it? <laughs> TFTI. Yep. 
All right. So hey, if you guys have any, uh, uh, you want to email in anything about your trips to the park, uh, maybe you can let us know what you're looking forward to uh, during the festival, during the food and wine festival. And um, hey, you get there on Friday. And if you guys eat something, take pictures, hashtag it with fat time in the parks. And so we can see and we'll share with everyone what you're eating. Uh, also, uh, let us know what it is, where you got it from, and how much it cost, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there you go. Uh, one other thing for this weekend. This weekend is the last weekend of the uh, peanut celebration and knots. I've been bugging this guy for uh, th- uh, three weeks now to get over there and eat some food. He hasn't done it. This is his last weekend. Uh, he's probably going to lag it some more and then not go. But he sh- really should get over there and eat that Olaf. <laughs> Whoa. But... Uh, yeah, so last weekend for that, and then uh, it'll be another month-ish uh, until uh, f- uh, uh, Boysenberg Festival starts. But uh, I highly recommend if you guys uh, are not pass holders, if you have bids uh, over there to get over there. Uh, we did try the uh, the uh, everything but the kitchen sink cookie over there at the uh, at the the little lodge thing in uh, Camp Snoopy, and it was actually surprisingly good. I'm not much for those big those for cookies, much less uh, cookies where they have like a whole bunch of crap all over them. Uh, but this was actually surprisingly good. But uh, there's no way I would have eaten a whole one without milk. That's why I'm glad I just had a bite. Well, there you go. Don't forget you can email us. Email us mousepire at gmail dot com. <laughs> leave that in there. <laughs> Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. That's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Pirate Podcast. Yeah. 200. I We're forgot old. earlier. <laughs> yeah, you're old. 200. We're old. Dang, man. <laughs> Bicentennial. <laughs> Whoa. Don't ask, don't tell. So anyway, yes, 200th episode. Uh, really cool. I forgot about it on the way over here when we got here. Before I left, I knew it was 200. But then it just kind of, I don't know, didn't dawn on me until uh, uh, Giselle. All I got to say is how far we've fallen. I mean, how many people did we have in the 100th episode that we had at Tim's house? It was like uh, six or seven of us. I mean, because... Uh, uh, yeah, that was one of the first episodes Dan came for, and then didn't wasn't Fernando there? Yeah, yeah, Fernando, yeah. and, and of we course, had donuts. He brought had, donuts. Yeah, that's right. I still have a picture of those donuts. <laughs> it was fun. It was yeah. oh, and then strawberries. Oh, strawberries galore. Yeah, that one hundredth episode was pretty good. Uh, so now then, uh, we're here we are at two hundred, and it's just me and you. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, you know, back to basics. Yeah, yeah, like always. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to have gotten Dan, but it's hard to get him on his schedule. Yeah, it's a weekday thing. Yeah. I, I had tried to get you to get him to come to come last Monday, but that obviously didn't happen, so... I was busy on that Monday. Oh, okay. Well, that explains that. Yeah. But, uh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, so 200 episodes. Never would have thought we'd make it this far. No. A lot of episodes. Yes, I'm very, very... A lot. Uh, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. Uh, speaking of uh, Bob Chopek, <laughs> uh, we started this podcast about the same time that he started uh, ruining the parks. 
Uh, but yeah, so this uh, July, end of July, will be our uh, five-year anniversary of this podcast, and uh, uh, we'll see where we are by then. Doing the same thing, I guess. Hopefully, we'll da- see what hope- the parks are by then. Yeah, hopefully Dan will be here. <laughs> All right, don't forget, hey, Food and Wine Festival starts on Friday, along with Soren over California's and shit happens shit happens on Friday uh, which is magic happens on Friday the new parade uh, what else happening on Friday uh, uh, things are happening on Friday it's a Friday kind of day uh, peanut celebration ends at knots uh, last day is Sunday the first go eat Olaf yes uh, go eat Olaf go eat uh, everything but the kitchen sink cookie uh, don't forget, uh, besides the food and wine uh, booze, uh, Downtown Disney has those specials going on over there at Ballast Point. And, um, oh, you forgot to uh, mention, um, uh, what's that one? In, you know, Cart- I said Catal. Oh, did you? I mentioned Catal, yeah. Oh, I, missed, I, didn't re- I didn't say anything that there was there, but I, just, oh, I did mention them. All right, so yeah, that's going on over there. And, of course, um, um, the bowling alley one. <laughs> The Bowling Alley, and also uh, Salt and Straw. Yes, Salt and Straw, Cheesecake, Cheddar. Yes. <laughs> cheddar, Cheesecake. Cheddar, Apple Pie, Cheesecake. There you go. Uh, have all those, they have all that going down in downtown Disney. Uh, and, um, uh, Can I just say real quick, I've never understood the whole thing about Cheddar Cheese on Apple Pie. I don't. I just oh, don't get it. Oh, I just got. I just, I just remember. I, I've never. I never. I don't get it. But that's yeah. That, that's obviously what thing. that. That's a thing. Right. And that's what that ice cream is supposed to be. I just got representing. It, yeah. But I've never understood the whole ch- cheddar on apple pie. Just give me my apple pie. Apple pie. Okay. Just give me a chocolate cream pie. <laughs> or a cherry. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, all that stuff going on Friday, and um, uh, I'm not sure when we'll be back in the parks. But um, I'm gonna be in Knott's on Saturday. Go to Knott's Berry Farm on Saturday, and you'll see Anthony there. You should come on Saturday. I might be in Laughlin. Oh, well, that's why you're not gonna go to uh, for shit happens. So we'll see what happens. I'll know tomorrow. Okay. Well, then I guess he's not gonna have Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, there you go. That's what's happening, and um, that's about it. Hey, uh, last time we forgot to mention the socials, but you know, oh. Well, we oh, did we we did forget, but I edited it in. Oh, okay. We li- we forgot to do it live, but he, if you didn't notice it wasn't live, well, good job. Then you can uh, give credit here, send him a credit email please, for the editing, please. But uh, yeah, socials, uh, you know what they are: Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on the Instagram, and the Twits, and then of course uh, Mousepire on the Snap Snap Snapchats. And maybe TikTok? I don't and know. And maybe TikTok, but uh, that's a secret. That's a secret. But if we do have a TikTok, Anthony and I need to do some videos. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how that that works. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your buttons order going out. Uh, help support the podcast. Visit DGPClothing.com. Get your mouse pirate gear. Yeah, or you can make your own gear, or you can check out some of the gear I've made and uh, put up for sale. That's or you could just go get made. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that too. <laughs> you can also uh, support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash mousepire. Uh, don't forget, you can check out Mousepire Podcast on the YouTubes. Search Mousepire Podcast, subscribe, and uh, hit the bell to get notified as soon as Tim the Tech is stopped.
being lazy and puts up an, uh, another episode. Also, uh, you can check out uh, the podcast on Spotify, Radio.com, Google Play. I just note if you guys appreciate what uh, Tim the Tech does. For you guys uh, that do watch the uh, YouTube videos, uh, you should be thanking him in the comments as well. There you go. And uh, hey. he's doing that shit for free. That's why he has been lagging because he has a lot of work to be doing for what he does. So anyway, it's all good. I get on him after a while. So uh, hey, don't forget you can check out what Dan's doing on on his Instagram, Dan's Disney Adventures. Uh, check out what he's eating. Check out what rides he's on and uh, who he's posing with. You know, you never know what character he might come across. Did he post the Funko Shop? I photos don't, on there or no? I don't remember. Okay, maybe. Those, you, I just I saw him on his Facebook, obviously, but uh, I don't know if he posted those on there. I don't want to promote anything if it's not there. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, you can check out Miles' Instagram at Miles Around the Parks and see what he's doing when he goes to the parks. He didn't, he didn't go to the Funko Shop. He didn't go to the Funko Shop because we didn't get the invite. TFTI. And until next time, remember, screw Bob Chopek. So for Ian, Barley, and not Bob Chopek, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. No. No. The one I'm pointing to. No. 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 I got a bad feeling about this. Screw Bob Chopek. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Don't touch it. It might be too thick. Don't touch it as much. <laughs> TFTI.